Hello everyone and welcome to your place for all things weird, interesting, mystical, and otherworldly. Today we're going to be talking about Massachusetts, but not like how it's the uh, spirit of America, according to Family Guy, but rather about how extraterrestrials visited in 1969 and borrowed some people for a little bit. We're talking about the Berkshire UFO incident. <laughs> the red, white, and blue. Yeah, I know. The spirit of Massachusetts <laughs> is the spirit of America. I know, right? I love family guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tanya. And I'm Chris. Welcome to the Triangulum. And welcome, everybody. Yes, welcome, everyone. Hope everyone had good two weeks. Yes, I'm sure everyone had a good two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had not a bad two weeks. Yeah. You had not a bad two weeks? Yeah, I did. I had a pretty good couple of weeks, man. Okay, Got that's good. Got a lot done. Good. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's good. Yeah. So should we get in? Let's get in. Perfect. What do you know about the Berkshire UFO incident? Well, I do know about it, mm-hmm. but you're going to tell the story. So. You know about it through the research for the show? Yes. Okay. Yes. So... On the evening of September 1st, 1969, some residents of Berkshire County, Massachusetts, experienced a visitation of an otherworldly nature. Berkshire County is located on the western edge of Massachusetts near the border with New York State. Mm -hmm. The Berkshire Hills, or Berkshire Mountains, are central to the area and are a portion of the Green Mountain Range based in Vermont. Nice place, eh? Mm -hmm. Looked real nice from what I saw. Yeah, it looked beautiful. It's a beautiful area. Yeah, it really did. Looked looked real nice. Mm -hmm. In in this story, there are four main experiencers for this date. That we know of. Yes, that we know of. That came forward. Yes. There's Jane Green, Tom Warner... Melanie Kirchdorfer and Tom Reed. So we're going to look at each of their experiences independently as we go through this story. Yeah. The first one we're going to look at is Jane Green's experience, which is a pretty simplistic experience. Not a lot happened there, but as we go through them, you'll see how the other people had much more extensive experiences. Oh, yeah, for sure. Extensive by UFO standards. Yeah. No, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, on the evening of her experience, Jane and her friend Mary DeGrace, who unfortunately has passed away, so we don't have any of her testimony, yeah. they were driving back to Great Barrington, which is where they lived, from Stockbridge, which I believe is north of Great Barrington, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Jane is driving. Oh, sorry, I got a tear in my eye. Yeah, I'm so sad. Um, Jane is driving, and as they make their way south, uh, in the distance, she sees a ton of lights on the road up ahead. Mm -hmm. They believe them to be the lights of police or maybe emergency vehicles and assume that there has been a large accident, something of that nature on the road. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. As they get closer to the lights, they be, they become so bright that Jane is unable to drive forward any further. Yeah. She's blinded, basically. They're that bright. So she pulls her vehicle over. They stop. Her and Mary, they step out of the vehicle, staring at the bright kind of object in the sky just over the road. Jane notices that another vehicle has also stopped. So they're not the only ones who have stopped on the side of the road to look at this object. Why are you smiling like you're up to no good? Oh, I just because I saw him coming in with his old red eyes. Oh, yeah, here he is. <laughs> out of the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> I was staring at us the whole time. Yeah, Lucas <clears throat> is here. Yes. Hello, Lucas. So anyway, they notice there's another vehicle. Her and Mary are standing outside of the vehicle. They're staring at this bright object in the yeah, sky. Yeah. Jane reports seeing the object floating above the road in front of them, and it was so large that she was unable to make out where the object kind of starts and ends. She couldn't see the ends of it. It's big. Mm -hmm. In her field of vision, she wasn't able to see where the sides of it, I guess, would have been. Yeah. Or how high it went. It was taking up so so much space. to see that, eh? Oh, it would be amazing. I think I'd be like, whoa. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Jane said that she didn't see any windows, doors, or anything of the like to be able to kind of get an idea of, I guess, front, back, side. Like, you don't know what you're looking at if you can't 
you can't tell if there's like there's no door so how do people get in there's no windows how do they see out now she's probably trying to figure what kind of plane is this it doesn't have yeah. any doors or it doesn't have this or, or whatever yeah for, because psychologically you're going to start going through what you know yeah, and trying right. to apply it yeah and then when you can't apply it that's when you start to freak out a bit yeah yeah she wasn't able to see what it may have been made of or what color it may have been. Mm-hmm. So in her interview, she said, I, I don't know if it was silver, gold, bronze, whatever. She yeah. she wasn't, in, I, I, I assume the lights were so bright that she wasn't able to, to make out. What it was, yeah. its color. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She did say something interesting in her interview, though. She said there was no noise. It was just there. Yeah, so I was silent. Thinking, yeah, so I was thinking to myself, imagine seeing something so immense, so bright, so unusual, but there's no indication that it really exists except for that you are looking at it. Yeah. Imagine that for a moment. Yeah. You yeah. have zero proof that it exists other than what you're seeing, and sometimes your eyes lie to you. Yeah. And it's silent. That's what I'm saying. There's no noise. Yeah. It's not like you smell it. You can't touch it. Yeah. You just, you see it. That's cool. You can't hear it. Yeah. You just see it, and then you're wondering to yourself, Am I really seeing this? Because yeah. there's no nothing else to confirm what you're experiencing. Yeah. No other sense so to confirm cool. what you're experiencing. I think that's pretty weird. Yeah. In a matter of seconds, the object moves upward, and then to the left, upward again, and then disappears over the Berkshire Mountains. You always seem to have that kind of jagged, mm-hmm. like over, up, over, mm-hmm. off, or whatever. You know. Yeah. Kind of movements. It's just weird movement. I, it, it is reported a lot. Yeah, from what I've seen, like some of the ones, you know. It, yeah. It, it's just like they're getting their bearings or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Maybe there's a reason for that jaggedy movement. Yeah. I have yeah, no idea. But yeah. yeah. After the object disappears, Jane and Mary get back in the car. They're freaked out, obviously, a little bit, but they have to get home. So yeah. they set out again, heading towards Great Barrington. Once they arrive in Great Barrington, Jane drives to the Rexall that... Her family owned in town. She told her husband what happened, and he told her she should go and report what she saw to the local radio station. They go to the radio station. She tells the broadcaster on duty at the time, Tom J, and he basically laughs her off and tells her it's probably swamp gas. There's a lot of swamp gas problems back in the day. You know, I've been in a lot of swamps. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any fucking swamp gas. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, like in this? the entire time that I've been alive, I've only ever heard about swamp gas yeah. situations from before I was alive. I've never seen swamp gas. I've never seen, like, a news report where they said, we had a big problem with swamp gas. Yeah. I've seen residue in the mud mm-hmm. that, you know, just, you know how it looks kind of oily or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen no colored walls of gas coming no. out of the swamps. It's no. just... It's the stupidest thing you could ever say, man. Yeah. Anyway, you know how it is. It's a woman. She's hysterical. She doesn't know what she saw. Well, then he said, you you guys have been drinking again. Yeah, yeah. You guys have probably been drinking too much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. As usual. Or what's the other one I like? Uh, You're on your your monthly. Yeah, Yeah, you're hysterical because your hormones are out of whack because you're on your period. Yes, yes. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You don't know what you're doing. You're a woman. That's just the mood. She she don't know what she's seeing. She'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, swamp gas and ha, 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 you crazy, you drink too much. Yeah. But then yeah. this Tom J fellow at the uh, radio station, he starts hearing about the UFO over his ham radio and decides he's going to ask his listeners on air to call in with their own witness accounts if yeah. they've seen it. Yeah. And a little while later, he's inundated with phone calls from people. From all over. And it was kind of a, a straight line, really. It was like Stockbridge, Great Barrington, Sheffield. There was like this line almost following the route. The road. What's the, what's the road? Route 7 or Highway yeah. 7. I think in the States they call it. <coughs> Excuse me. I think in the States you call it Route 7. But it was almost like a, a trajectory from north to south running down Route 7. Yeah, yeah. That's where a lot of the calls <coughs> were coming from. He gets the calls and he starts reporting it on air. Yeah. He starts talking about it on air. Now, unfortunately, there are no recordings of his newscast from that night because back in the day, they recorded to tape. And once the tape was filled up... It just went over it. Yeah, you record over it. it. So they don't keep anything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... You would... I don't know. You would think something like that. But 
you know what? It's a small radio station. Yeah. Maybe they couldn't go get more tape. Maybe getting more tape to save a tape wasn't... Budgets, yeah. Yeah, who knows? I don't know how expensive tape was back in 1969, yeah. but I could imagine that nobody was like, just use it. What are we saving it for? It's a bunch of lunatics. Yeah, it's just a bunch of hooey. Yeah, it's a bunch of hooey. Hooey. So Jane never told anyone about the incident because she feared no one would believe her and that everyone would think that she was crazy. Interestingly, though... Jane's sons, who were being babysat by her mother that night, also saw the UFO. Yeah. They were outside playing in the yard when they saw it. They got scared, ran inside, and told their grandmother what they saw. And grandma tells them not to tell their mother what happened because it would scare her. That was crazy. And she didn't know about it until years and years and years later. Exactly. We have a woman who sees a UFO. And her sons see a UFO in a different area, mm-hmm. and neither of them tell the others about what they saw because they don't want to upset them. Yeah. That's unfortunate, really. It is. Because now you're carrying around a burden, the burden, sorry, of your existence, and you have no one really to talk to about yeah, it. Yeah, it's too bad, man. Mm-hmm. I guess, fortunately, though, to a certain extent, the brothers had each other, mm-hmm. and Jane had Mary. Yeah. So they did have someone to talk to. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, who else knows? Yeah. 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 And think about how many times ha- uh, people have had experiences and don't tell anybody about it because you're afraid of being seen as a kook. Well, it's like that one we just watched, but the, the guy in St. Catharines. I never heard of that one. Mm, and yeah. he said he was going to tell people about it. And yeah. they, the other two were saying, they're not no, telling anybody. They're not telling anybody. And yeah. if you go to anyone, we're we'll going to tell everyone it. that it didn't happen. Yeah, we'll deny it. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's way more witness accounts out there that we even know about because people are too afraid to say anything. Well, even with this one, if they he was getting calls from all kinds all kinds of people at the radio station. Mm-hmm. There's only four yeah. Where did five. those people go? Yeah. Where, where what happened to them? Mm-hmm. They obviously saw something. Yeah. I don't know. That seems kind of pretty lonely. Yeah. You got like 50 years of holding on to a secret. Yeah. No one to talk to about it. The only other person who you could talk to about it has passed away. I don't know. It's just lonely. Yeah. I'd tell everybody, you think I'm crazy too fucking bad? Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. Whatever. What else is new? You probably think I'm crazy anyway, so what else is new? Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. A small town. Well, you know what? I don't know if it's just small town, but they seem to get that mentality where... Sometimes. You know, you're nuts. Yeah. And then you you get branded this this title, Mm -hmm. and the next thing you know, you're walking around with it. Yeah. And it's just not right. It's wrong. Yeah. All right. So So now let's take a look at Tom Warner's experience, which Mm -hmm. is a little bit different. Yeah. That night, Tom was over at his neighbor's house coloring with his friend, Debbie Shaw. Mm -hmm. They were done with coloring. It was getting kind of late. So he was thinking about leaving. I think he was eight at the time. Yeah. Because Debbie was a little bit older than him. She was older. Yeah. So he walks over to the window, he's looking out, and he hears a voice talk to him in his head, mm-hmm. like telepathy. Yeah. And it tells him that he should be going home now. Yeah. Like, you should go home now. Yeah. I don't want to cut you off. Have you ever had that happen to you? Yes. You've heard a vo- like, distinctly stops you cold. It's another voice mm-hmm. in your head. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. tone, everything. Yes. Yeah, so have I. Not it's, a lot, but it has happened. It just stops you cold. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit freaky. Yeah. Like, I mean, at the time that it happened to me, I didn't know what I know now, so I was freaked out by it. But now I just, I understand that I need to listen. Yeah. It didn't freak me out. It was more like, first I was looking around. Where, where is this coming from? There's mm-hmm. no one around. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he tells Debbie he needs to leave. She, of course, wants to know, like, what's your deal? What are you freaking out about? He mm-hmm. says he doesn't know why, but he's got to go. Yeah. So he bolts out the door. He's obviously scared from hearing the voice he's nervous about going outside so he he runs he gets outside he he books it he's Mm. running running home yeah he remembers being outside and running at full speed so when you're a kid and you're running at your full speed you feel like you're really moving Mm. you know what i mean you feel like you're the fastest thing you've ever seen yeah thing is he wasn't actually running anywhere yeah (laughs) so debbie's sister jane shaw remembers looking out the window and seeing him and he's just like running in place in place yeah, it's, well, didn't she say he was up in the air well he had to have been in the yeah. air 
how I'm, I'm thinking the only way you could run in place like that would Is be that the gravitational exactly. field around you yeah. just doesn't exist anymore. So I now you're running did. in air. She may have. I don't yeah, recollect I she it. Did. But yeah, imagine that seeing somebody just booking it. Yeah, running, but not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. And he notices that he's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. He's struggling to run. He can't. He's not gaining any ground. And he remembers turning to the left, I believe it was, Mm. looking up and seeing a UFO. Yeah. And then there's a a beam of light that comes down around him. Yeah. And you see when they're talking to him where it was, Mm -hmm. it's wide open. It's just a field. Like, you can see everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine the sight of that. Oh, that would have been, would have been crazy. Uh, yeah. So this beam of light comes down on him. It freezes him. It actually kind of, like it immobilizes him to the point where he's stuck. He's frozen. His arms are kind of jerked back as though his chest is kind of pushed towards the UFO. Back. Debbie's sister, Jane, watches out the window. She's watching this unfold. And then she sees him disappear. Yeah. I'm not freaky out. Mm-hmm. He's just gone. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. There's no there's no evidence of him even being there. No one can find him. Now you saw him doing that stance, eh? Yeah. Like yeah. Pushing his arms back. Yeah, I, I don't know why yeah. that would happen. Yeah, I don't know It either. could just be the way that when they put that beam, beam of light him. on you, that's the way the body reacts. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, gravity yeah. and that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe uh. so your hands don't touch things. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Anyway... Tom says that the next thing he remembers is that he was laid down on the grass at the other end of the property. He looked up, and there was a beam of light still on him. So he's gone, then he's back. Back, yeah. His brother is outside and somewhere behind him and is yelling at Tom to get up and run, but he can't. Yeah. And he yells back to his brother that he can't get I up because the beam of light is holding him down. Yeah. A voice told him telepathically, again, I'll be done in a minute. And in about a minute, the light beam disappeared. Tom was able to stand up. He turned around to look up at the ship, and then suddenly it was gone. Yeah, so just, just gone. Jane Shaw, Debbie's sister, said that Tom was gone for about seven minutes, which seven minutes here could be a matter of seconds there. Yeah, yeah. Seven minutes doesn't mean seven minutes. And you'll, you'll see in the other incident that it was much longer that they were gone, but it also, I don't think, applies. There's always something with time, mm-hmm. time and space. So around the same time that this happened, Melanie Kirchdorfer was with her family, and they were heading out to a Dairy Queen to get some ice cream because it was Labor Day weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's a long weekend just before you go back to school. Everybody's yeah. having a having a good time, and it was hot apparently too. It was a really, yeah, really, everyone really kept hot saying weekend. it was super hot, ninety degrees out. You yeah. Know? So they get their ice cream and they head over to Lake Mansfield to sit by the lake while they eat. Yeah. Her father backs their car into a spot by the lake when, all of a sudden, a brilliant, bright light came over the car. Her dad is like, holy shit. I love this guy, the yeah, father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? That'd be me. <clears throat> holy shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone is in shock. The kids are kind of screaming. Yeah. Melanie's father is like, we should follow you it. You gotta follow this thing. Yeah, her <laughs> mom is like, it's just a shooting star. You know how it is, right? Yeah. Melanie and her sister are begging her dad... <clears throat> Not to follow it, but he decides to start to follow it anyway. (coughs) Excuse me. From that point, Melanie's sister doesn't remember anything after that. (laughs) But Melanie remembers being on the ship. Yes, she does. Mm -hmm. She remembers levitating, positioned like if you were, imagine floating in the water on your back. So your arms out, your feet out, and you're just kind of floating. She remembers that sensation. I'm thinking, I think, I'm, I'm wondering if that position would be like if you're being lifted up yeah into the ship yeah. that weird kind of fully open position of floating i don't know what do you think of what that it's that position like why that position flat with your, on your arms back? with your arms out and your feet out yeah why um, do you float like that I, I think it's a very relaxed position, it especially is. when you're floating in the water. And I find it to be a very opened position. Like if I'm going to sleep at night, yeah, and I, I lay down in bed with like my arms outstretched and my feet outstretched, it, it, it does, just feels very open. It does relax you. The other thing, too, is I was thinking is from a technical point, are they scanning this person? Yeah, maybe. All the way across? Yeah, they could be. You know, it's easier that way, above and below. Yeah, maybe. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> 
<clears throat> she then remembers being on the ship with a group of other young people. Melanie says that one by one, they started just vanishing, and the next thing she knows, she's at the lake by herself. Yeah. No one around, her family is gone, and Melanie ends up walking home from the lake by herself. Hmm. Here's, here's what's weird about this. Yeah. In the same collection of kids on the ship, Tom Warner was there. Yeah. And he remembers seeing Melanie there. Yeah. He says that she looked absolutely terrified and she was kind of crouching down in kind of a corner but she doesn't remember seeing him and what's weird about that is that melanie and tom didn't really know each other before that because she was a little bit older they weren't in the same class at school they may have seen each other but they didn't know each other her words that we ran with different crowds yeah yeah well for sure she's a girl who's i think four years older than him yeah for sure she's not hanging out with him yeah. So they didn't they didn't hang out with the same people, so they didn't know each other. But yeah. he recognized her when he saw her. Yeah. She did say, Melanie did say, though, that when she did meet Tom for the first time, like actually meet him, she felt an immediate connection with him. She said, I lived here my whole life, and I never really met him, and now I feel like he's a brother to me. Yeah, he's like a brother to me now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's something about that that is interesting to me on a very deep level and that is that you have two people who ended up in the same place on some sort of ship yeah and one of them an eight-year-old i believe boy at the time remembers seeing someone he knows on the same ship that's just on and she says she was there so he says the same thing yeah and she says the same thing except for the part of seeing him because she's probably freaking out too much to recognize anyone yeah Two people on the same ship, one of them saw the other, yeah. the, but they both report the same type of thing. And one of them remembers seeing them, you know? That's crazy to me. <laughs> it is. That's like, how do you say, like, that's not... <clears throat> Excuse me. What's the matter with you? <clears throat> it's just dry. It's just dry in here. Sorry. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> how do you discount that? Yeah, he can't. Mm-hmm. He can't. And this is, this is an eight, nine-year-old... You know, yeah, like he's not going to bullshit about something like this. Probably not. They certainly didn't get together to concoct a story no. such as this. No, I don't know. I think that's a big deal. You know, like you said, he didn't have anything to gain from it. No, yeah. no, he wasn't really gaining much. Yeah, exactly. Because everybody was chastising them. Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. So now we have the experience of Tom Reed. Mm-hmm. Tom Reed and his family. They moved from New York to this area. They're originally city people, and then they moved out to the country. He and his family, they had dinner at the family diner. I think that day he said he was in a horse riding show or something like that. Yeah, it was like a Labor Day parade. That yeah, they had. and he was riding a horse. And Tons. You see that a lot. Yeah. And then they decided to go and get dinner. So they go get dinner at the diner that they had. because they, they, I think Mom had purchased a diner. Mom did. And it's getting late. It's around 9 you know, it's almost time for kids to go to bed because yeah. soon, I think probably if it was the Monday, I don't know if it was the Monday, they'd be going to school the next day probably. Yeah. So Nancy, <clears throat> mom, her name is Nancy, decides that they should head home, which took them through Sheffield and then through the Sheffield covered bridge. Nancy's driving. Her mother is with them in the passenger seat. Tom <laughs> and his younger brother, Matthew, are in the back seat. It's extremely hot out. So the windows yeah. are down, yeah, and they notice that it's quiet. So no nighttime sounds, no crickets, no frogs, nothing like that. Yeah. It's just really quiet. Quiet. They drive into the covered bridge, and as they come out to the other side of the bridge, there is a massive light in the sky about two stories up. Now, mm-hmm. if I remember in his interview, he said that I think he wanted to give his little brother some sort of like candy that was a hot candy yeah maybe not like a hot tamale but one of those types of things yeah (laughs) and grandma was telling him not to give him that so she was kind of facing the back but as she was facing the back to tell him choke on it or something she was telling him not to give him that as she's looking at the back she notices this object coming up from the water yeah i don't know that they said specifically that it was in the water and came out of the water but it was coming up from the water water. so when they came out of the bridge this thing is now in the sky, about two stories up, like over the road. Yeah. They are kind of creeping along. So they're looking at this thing. So imagine, you know, you're looking out your windshield 
I've done it. You're looking out your windshield and you're kind of just creeping by trying to see what you can see. And everyone is staring up at this light. Tom says that at one point there appeared to be rods of light being fired down around them. Yeah. So I wonder if that's similar to like the beams of light that the other people experienced. Yeah, yeah. He says the atmosphere had changed. It felt really heavy, like they were underwater. And Nancy decides to pull the car over to uh, the side of the road, and the family is all kind of looking out the windows, looking at this object. They're staring at the object. Yeah. And she sees something that looks kind of like, she describes it like a turtle shell. Like if you were holding a turtle shell and looked at it from the side. Shape, yeah. mm -hmm, The bottom is a little bit smaller than the top, and there's a defining kind of rim around the object. Tom says that the craft was about 300 feet wide, so about 91 meters. That's big. That's that's big, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's massive. And then the car lights up as though it's daylight out. Yeah. He said everything. He could see everything. Everything on the dash. Every, you know, detail. Yeah, the back of his grandmother's Yeah, every detail on everybody. It was bright enough in that car that you could see everything. Yeah. And then suddenly, all the nighttime sounds are back. So all of a sudden you're hearing crickets, you're hearing frogs, you're hearing everything. From what they can remember and what they can piece together, they piece together about 15 minutes of information hmm. from their experience. The thing is, though, they're missing three hours. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm wondering if they're missing three hours in this time, perhaps the 15 minutes that they're piecing together is really how long it actually was. Yeah, it could, it could, could be. be. Could be. Could be. Nancy says that she remembers coming to sitting in the car at a variety store. It's a little ways away from where from they where actually they, were. The whole thing started. The problem with that is that the orientation of the people in the car was different. Hmm. Nancy was driving when she pulled over originally at the bridge, but when they woke up at the variety store, Grandma's in the driver's seat. Yeah. And Nancy's in the passenger seat, which doesn't make any sense because the keys, what, what, they, they were off they were off mm-hmm. yeah. she hadn't i don't think she had turned it off i think she just pulled it over yeah the the problem with that is is that grandma didn't drive yeah and so she wouldn't have been in the driver's seat yeah and the ignition was off which it wasn't when nancy pulled over because she didn't turn it off <laughs> so it seems <laughs> that these visitors made an error when returning the family to the car yeah they put them in the wrong orientation. Yeah. Tom Reed and his brother have reported having previous encounters with extraterrestrials in 1966 and in 1967, I believe. But the sighting experience in 1969 was the only one to be corroborated by other witnesses. Yeah. There are no police records for any of the reported sightings of the UFO from that night. It would seem that the police didn't take any of the reports they may have gotten seriously. Which is not unusual for the time and maybe really not that unusual for now. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, if you walked into a police station now and said, I saw a UFO, would anybody take you seriously? I mean, look at what happened with the rain man. The police chief comes. Yeah. I don't want reports, nothing. Yeah, we're don't not talking do anything. about it. Someone did go and check and see what reports there were for that night. And there were two listed for the evening shift, which was between 4 and 12, I believe. Mm-hmm. And this is apparently supposed to have taken place around 9-ish. Uh, One report was a kid who was missing during the day turned up safe, and some guy complained about beer cans being thrown on his lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Beer cans on the lawn. That's a good point. And some kids who probably didn't come home (laughs) before dark when they were supposed to or some shit. Yeah. But not a goddamn thing about About freaking a a ship. A ship landing all around town in different areas. Nothing. Beer cans. Beer cans. Yeah nonsense also nothing was reported in the great barrington area papers either or the berkshire area papers if i remember correctly residents of sheffield though were reporting their sightings to their chief of police and he he investigated to a certain extent but not officially yeah he was i don't think he he's like yeah okay no problem jim yeah we'll look into it and then that's the end of that i've been drinking some bitch well yeah swamp gas remember exactly there's a lot of that going around a bunch of hooey the residents were reporting flying objects that were definitely not airplanes and they were reporting that they were roundish and that they were brightly lit and that they were silver yeah but no one seemed to give a shit about that They also reported that the UFOs were flying slowly, landing in fields, and then taking off again. Yeah. So dropping down, 
and then leaving, and then going to another one and leaving. And there's a lot of farmland there. When you think about it, this is a big mission, man. Mm-hmm. For these ETs, this is a this is like a planned mission. It seems like it. I wondered if they're landing in fields, what are they doing? Are they taking soil samples? Yeah. Are they taking yeah. food samples? <laughs> or maybe they're just collecting food in general. Mm. The objects were also spotted at water. Were they perhaps taking water samples as well? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Absolutely mm-hmm. they were. There are key elements in studying evolution. And the areas where evidence is collected is in anatomy, molecular biology, biogeography, uh, fossils, and direct observation. Mm. Perhaps they're studying our evolution. And I say that for this reason. In anatomy, they would be studying physical characteristics. That could be attributed to the scanning. Yeah. In molecular biology, they would be studying DNA and genetic code. Yeah. That could be attributed to the sometimes reports of samples being taken. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. In biogeography, they would be studying the geographical distribution of plants and animals. Again, taking of samples. This may even account, even though it wasn't reported here, for some animal mutilations that some people report. Yeah. Yeah. Not. I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying it may yeah. explain it. Yeah. In fossils, they would be documenting previous species that may have been related to a current species. And, of course, direct observation would be the continued watching of humans, perhaps even tracking those they've already had encounters with, which could explain the Reed's previous experiences, which they think may have something to do with all of them having Rh-negative blood, which is rare. Yeah. And apparently, for example, people with this type of blood may be immune to some of the effects of the toxoplasma parasite, which can invade humans and cause damage to the brain through encephalitis. That's one example. Mm. It is estimated that more than 40 million people in the U.S. are infected by toxoplasma. I think it's called toxoplasma gondii or something like that. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that's what they're studying. I'm just providing an example of what they might be interested in. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe they don't give a shit. Yeah. If they are indeed landing and taking off from farm fields in the area of Sheffield, as reported by some witnesses, perhaps they are interested in what the condition of our food source soil is today. One third of our soils are moderately to highly degraded. Yeah, I heard that. This is due to erosion, loss of soil carbon, selenization, compaction, acidification, and chemical pollution. Mm. In the U.S. alone, the soil and cropland is eroding 10 times faster than it can be replenished. At this rate, the world could run out of topsoil in about 60 years, according to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. 60 years? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, even he's shocked. Lucas is shocked. 60 years. If they were studying that, they would see that in 100 years, we wouldn't have anything to grow any food in. 100 years isn't a long time. No. No, it's not. So in 60 years, we may be out of nutrient-rich topsoil to grow food in, which would make sense why they're constantly trying to make stuff in labs. Lab meat. serious, man. Plant meat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All that kind of shit. You know, never mind global warming. That's one thing, but fuck, this is serious. Well, you're not going to have any food, so it won't matter. This has caused, so this soil degradation, or degradation has caused nitrogen to decrease, sorry, nitrogen to decrease by 42%, phosphorus by 27%, and sulfur by 33%. These nutrients are essential for plants to grow, and they're used for photosynthesis, enzymes, protein synthesis, and whatever. Like, there's a shit ton of stuff that they use, but those are three examples. So perhaps they're interested in how we're adapting to these changes, or if we're even adapting at all. If we're doing anything at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perhaps they're interested in how long we have before we can't grow any decent food anymore. Yeah, I'm probably sitting there watching us thinking, what's wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. They don't even know what the, what the fuck is going on. That's what I said. I, I, I also suggest, you know, perhaps they're monitoring the planet this, themselves and we're an afterthought. Yeah. I mean, we do it with animals. We tag them and whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're doing it with us. And I told you some of the things that I read. 
mm-hmm. different ones. That's another thing. It's makes, possible. Makes sense. I mean, I, mean I, say, I say afterthought because while they did seem to try and cover their tracks, they were somewhat sloppy in doing so. Yeah. yeah. Which could mean that any humans they came in contact with was a secondary objective rather than a primary one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I have a hard time seeing them as being so careless as to put people back into their car in the wrong orientation. I can imagine, given their technology, that they are far smarter than that. Yeah. Unless, unless they have like an idiot intern. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my uncle's or my brother's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The idiot. I took him on this shit. Yeah, they're like, just take him with you. He's got to do something. They're like, oh, fuck, he's the boss's kid. We got to take him. We got to take him now. Okay, you have one fucking job. Put the people back in the car, but make sure you do it right. (laughs) And then they're like, which, hi, Eli. It's like the old Peter. Yeah. Uh, was she in the back? Who was driving? <laughs> they look kind of similar. Uh, was this one driving? I don't yeah. know. This one looks old enough to drive, so put her in the driver's seat. She looks more responsible. Yeah, or something. Who knows? It's something stupid. You get them mixed up, and they're like, I did it. Great job. And then you find out, fuck, it's backwards. Yeah. You Jesus. idiot. <laughs> you idiot. So smack him on the head for being a doofus. Well, not everybody's an A student. Well, there's not not everyone's an A student, even in ET circles. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, there's probably dim-witted ETs for sure. Yeah, for all we know. Yeah, probably. I I would be uh, I'd be surprised if there wasn't. <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody's got to have an idiot somewhere for yeah, amusement purposes. Yeah. Somebody, they're, they're slow somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Hi. Exactly. I mean, there's entire, there's also the possibility that they really just don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I just you know throw what? them back in the car. Who cares? Yeah, just put them back. They, they, I think the kids were in the back. Does it matter? Nah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just put them back. We got what we need. Yeah, put them back, and as long as they're safe, they, and yeah, they were. I mean, if they if if they really didn't care, they wouldn't have taken any care at all yeah. to put you back. Yeah. Like the guy who said he was laying, uh, what was it, Tom Warner? The guy who said he was put back on the grass? He said it was though he was laid down like a baby. Like he a would baby. lay a baby in a crib. Yeah. So it's not like they just like hoofed you out the yeah, ship. just dropped you. Yeah. Good like, luck. Like a sack. Loser. <laughs> yeah. Like a sack of potatoes. Exactly. You know? yeah. So it's not like they don't try to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't eat you, so that's good. Yeah, well, that's it. Mm-hmm. And take you apart. Yeah. What was that fucking old-timey movie where everybody is supposed to get on the ship to go to this new life, but oh, the book is like uh, a recipe book? Oh, I love that episode. That's from uh, was it Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Was yeah. it? Oh. Yeah. Black and white one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah. like, we're going to this new planet to start a new life, and they have like some book that's almost, I guess, like their Bible. Well, they gave them the book, and it's all in there. Yeah, but They're it's writing. all like human recipes. <laughs> yeah, and they, they come there, and they solve... The hunger problems yes. and the health, so everybody's healthy and well, yeah, you gotta you gotta fatten them up. Yeah, food is plentiful. Like yes. everything is clean and yeah. And then they're like, "Come, we'll take you to this new place, this utopia." That yeah, is we're going to show you where we live. And, and then, spoiler alert for everyone, I think it's a woman who figures out it's it a is. recipe book, and of course, no one fucking listens to her. She's not getting listened, and the guy who listens was to her, head of the project with her. He's deciding to go and check it out. Yeah, he's and in he's line. And he's just about to get on the ship, and she's yelling at him, mm-hmm. Don't go on there. It's I a fi- recipe book. I figured it out. It's a cookbook. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, what? And he starts to... He gets shoved in the ship, I think. But then a huge guy. Yeah. The big, tall, bald. Yeah. So, I mean, they didn't eat you. But see, no. again, the chick figured it out, and nobody listened. <laughs> <laughs> Of course she thinks it's a cookbook. She spends 90% of her time in the kitchen. Oh, it's just something she knew. <laughs> Everything's a cookbook to women. That's right. It just It's instinctive. They know these things. Even if it's in another language. Yeah, it could have been an instruction manual for yeah. how to build a bomb, but she'll think it's a cookbook. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope the aliens eat you alive. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the Twilight Zone. So, anyway, they were gentle with the people. They, they put them down. Yeah. 
they didn't scar them too badly. They clearly removed any significant memories of maybe, you know, identifying natures. Like, nobody really said what they looked like. That's what I said. I don't think anybody saw them. I think they just kind of picked up some people, scanned them, and then dropped them back. Yeah, I was trying to find out if anyone had any memories come back to them about if they saw what they looked like or, Mm -hmm. you know, did they were they told anything or no you know nothing so they obviously are able to speak english because they told the kid i'll be done in a minute yeah. or you should go home now or whatever yeah. right yeah i'm wondering if you should go home now was to get him to come outside yeah i think so yeah i don't know so it's not like they were malicious no i mean it's not the greatest thing to ever happen to you it can fuck up your entire life like some people were pretty shit to these people who had the experience. Yeah, they they were. Yeah, they remember were. the story? The guy said that one guy, friggin', exposed himself to his mom. Yeah, like he was like, oh, you want to see something out of this world? I'll show you something out of this world. Exposed himself. Yeah, that's you know what? You're a piece of shit. Yeah, you are. Grow the fuck okay. up. Grow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Should have just lopped it off. <clears throat> What? She's in the kitchen. <laughs> She's been like, I'm still waiting. Where is, where is this thing that is out of this world? Out it's gonna blow my fucking years. mind. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you freaking. Is this it? Yeah. Is this it? This is it. It's awful. I'd rather you know? go back to the ship. And the son was saying that they got ridiculed. Well, she said the mother said that the one guy got it the worst because he was the most vocal. Thomas, the guy who's in the show. Mm-hmm. Tom Reed. Tom Reed. He yeah. was the most vocal about everything that happened. And he was getting beat up and, and all kinds of things. I think there was some. But I think there was a, a large number of people, too, though, who also saw it and yeah. also believed their experience. Well, Maybe not have come forward and, you know, had people's backs because humans are fucking weak like that. They, they don't stand up for like anybody. That. It's just like, didn't the other guy, who the kid, he said through his whole life, you know, he was ridiculed for the this other Tom, and Tom his Warner. family. Yeah, yeah Tom Warner. You know, when growing up, he said nobody like, wanted to talk to him. And yeah, he didn't date anybody in school because yeah, nobody wants to, hang, wants out to hang out with the, the guy weirdo. who's been on the alien ship. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's nuts. So I, I think given what we hear about what it, they experienced here, I think they just kind of were in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I feel like this ship, if it was one ship, was just collecting samples of things. Just the like right a place like a, at the like right a, time. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it depends on your yeah, your perception. perception. But I feel like they were just kind of collecting samples of stuff. Absolutely, they were. Uh, like a science expedition. Like it was, like I said, a planned mission. When you plot out and see what they were doing or where they were it seen, like it. Seen, it mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. it's obvious, man. It seemed like it. Now, there's an interesting kind of aside to this. About... Two and a half hours away. Sorry, Eli, I can't see because, you know, you're blocking up everything. So while I was checking into the possibility of other incidences in Massachusetts, I came across something that I thought was interesting. There is an area of interest southeast of the Berkshires in an area commonly referred to as the Bridgewater Triangle. Here we go with the triangles. Every place seems to have its own fucking triangle. Yeah. yeah. And it is apparently known for a number of paranormal events. It is said to be approximately 200 square miles in size and is allegedly the site of UFO sightings, animal mutilations, ghosts, orbs, Bigfoot sightings, poltergeists, and other cryptozoological encounters. Hmm. When it comes to UFOs, though, the first one sighted in this area was in 1760. Another was reported in 1908. In 1968, several people reported seeing a large orb moving through the woods of, uh, I think you say it, Rehoboth. And in 1970s, UFO sightings were frequently written about in the local papers. A police officer reported seeing a UFO in Raynham, which is located in the Bridgewater Triangle, in 1994. It's an opening. mm -hmm. So there have been reported sightings of a creature from Algonquian folklore called the, I think you say, Pukwudji? Pukwudji? I don't know. Yeah, it's like this little, like, three-foot, two-foot tall trickster creature. Hmm. That's interesting. And it has been reported in the Freetown State Forest, which is situated within the triangle. Freetown State Forest Park. Park. Just going to put that out there. Yeah. Also in a triangle. 
National Park. Mm-hmm. As well, a Norton police sergeant named Thomas Downey reported seeing a Thunderbird. Have you heard of those stories? No. Thunderbirds? No. Oh, I have. So the Thunderbirds are said to be a giant bird or kind of pterodactyl-looking bird mm. with like a 12-foot wingspan. Wow. And there have been some reports of Thunderbirds. That's what they call them. Like from indigenous folklore. Right. So right. this police sergeant cool. says, yeah, this police sergeant says he saw a Thunderbird in the Bridgewater Triangle. There's some strange shit happening, and this is only two hours away from the Berkshires. Yeah. yeah. So what if there is a vortex or something like that in the area? And how all of this strangeness gets here is through that vortex. Like all of the weirdness comes through the vortex, and that's why you have this yeah. Bigfoots and orbs <clears throat> and puckwudgies and... It's like a highway. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or some kind of a route. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. I just find it weird that there's a, another spot where somebody has declared a space being a triangle. A triangle. A triangle of, you know, weird energetic anomalies. And it's like a portal of some kind, you know, definitely. Yeah, again, every time I start... Jeez. Eli. <laughs> Mental case. <laughs> can't just flop down on everything. Every time I start looking into other incidences, I find that there's a triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing that a lot now. Yeah, lots, um, lots of that. Lots of it. It's weird. <laughs> Didn't you tell me Jimmy Carter saw his UFO sighting not too far from here? Yes, he saw a UFO in, uh, when was his sighting? It was also in 1969. When he became president, he tried to uh, find out mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. about this stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that happens, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. There's um, some reported, like, a haunted hotel in uh, some of these places. I think Stockbridge has a haunted hotel. I mean, also, you know, of course you have Salem in Massachusetts, so yeah, that's weird in yeah, itself too, yeah, right? But yeah. there's definitely something going on there yeah. i just don't know what i don't know what they're interested in or it just could be you know a happy coincidence all of this shit happens a little southeast of that and and northwest of that ufos come and take samples of what's going on just to see how people are faring i think they come through there i, I think it's just you know known portals around this earth there might be that they, they come and go out of it, it you know it makes sense they always seem to be around hills and mountains and stuff yeah yeah, there's definitely some kind of a recipe for it. It seems for so. They, for where they are, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I, was kind of, I was thinking, you know, thank God that they don't, like, track humans like we track animals, you know, mutual Omaha style. She's in a helicopter just flying behind us as we're running down the street. Shoot a net on us. Yeah. Tag him. Yeah. Fucking dart in the ass. Dart in the ass. A bunch of, a bunch of aliens measuring your length, checking your teeth, putting a tag in your ear. Yeah, put a towel over your face so you don't, you don't wake up freaking. pick out. you up with the fucking yeah. weight thing. Yeah. yeah. There's like a bunch of them, a couple of interns too, collecting like your poop sample or I'm some pretty fucking much, shit. I think that's what they do. Anyway, <laughs> could be not like that, but that's well. Pretty thankfully, much what it's not like doing. that. Imagine if it was like that. You're just like outside shopping, yeah. and then all of a sudden the ship comes. And you're like, like <gasps> I, I imagine it like how I've seen it with like caribou. Yeah, I know. Or yeah. the moose when they're yeah. So the helicopter <laughs> just flies <laughs> over, and there's a guy hanging out, and he's ready to take a shot. We don't have a shot. They come back yeah. around. I got him in my sight. They shoot you in the ass, and then they gotta yeah. land and come and get you. And you're limping. <laughs> And then just drop behind a Chevy. Yeah. A Chevy van or something. Yeah, exactly. You drop in the out. street. Everybody's gone now. Everybody ran away. Oh, it's just you. Yeah. You try to stay awake and you can't. You're like that. The sedative uh, is too powerful. Yeah, and you're just out like yeah. this with your tongue hanging out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so if they are tagging and tracking humans, they mean they seem I, I to be. I think they are. They I seem to be doing are. it a little bit nicer than we do it to animals. Yeah, I don't think they're tracking humans. I think they're tagging. I don't like calling it tagging, but mm -hmm. something. Maybe. Well, know. maybe they're tracking. Like, what? What do humans do? Thank God they're not tracking me. They'd be bored. Well, it's like the one I told you that I was reading about recently. They implant, and what they're doing with that implant is viewing the world through their eyes. Yeah, maybe. 
It's not about where they go or where they are invading their privacy. They just want to know what is going on. Well, if they're doing it with me, I feel sorry for the person who has to write down what I do because it's fuck all. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like uh, eating again. <laughs> there she goes. Eyes are closed again. She Must be sleeping. Asleep. On the TV. We're always watching the same shit on the TV. Don't they have anything different on this? How come this fucker never goes anywhere? Yeah. I want a new human. This one's boring. I'm not not even kidding. (laughs) This one doesn't do anything. This is stupid. Oh my god. Do you have a better one? No. Is there another one that does more exciting things? (laughs) There's lots of them, dude. It ain't me. You got shafted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) He was like. Oh, 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 she's going out. Oh, we just went oh, to a drive-thru to get more geez. food. What the fuck? She's going to McDonald's. <laughs> oh, God, here we go again. Oh, well. <laughs> High alert off. <laughs> exactly. When I do do something interesting, they sleep through it. Yeah, the problem yeah. is just crying wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not doing anything she's interesting. not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> I would be, seriously, boring. Very yeah, boring. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You? Oh, yeah. Equally as fucking boring. Equally as freaking boring. Unless they're probably finding what I'm thinking more interesting than... Yeah, maybe. Than hopefully hopefully they'll just focus on thoughts and not what I'm actually doing. If it, what I'm thinking compared to what is actually going on in the media and that, which is a bunch of shit, mm-hmm. you know, they're probably like, this is... Yeah, you know, that's more interesting. That's more interesting than this garbage here. Yeah. That they keep playing the two over of us and over. Would be boring as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's going to. Oh, no, he's just going to the basement. Yeah, he's going to the basement. Going to work on some stuff again. She hasn't moved in six hours. <laughs> <laughs> is she even awake? Oh, my God. Is she, is she, how does she live? Uh, how does she stay alive? By not yeah. moving. By not moving very yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Conservation of energy. Aliens, exactly. don't you know anything? She comes out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She That's me. Her head out like a groundhog. If I don't have to, I won't. It's cold out. <laughs> yeah, it is lately. Yeah, lately it has mm-hmm. been. Yeah. So that's why I don't think I'm being tracked. No, I'm not no. interesting enough. No, I don't think. Anyway, so Berkshires. Berkshires. That's the story. Four people had an experience. Lots of people reported ships in the area. There is the potential that they are just studying human evolution, and that evolution includes what's going on with us anatomically, on a molecular level, what's going on in the environment that we actually live in, and what's going on with our actual behaviors. Yeah. Watching us, observing us. What That's did she? What did she say? The the. Uh, who? The older lady at the beginning from the Rex. Oh, she said she'll remember it forever, even if she gets Alzheimer's. Yeah, she gets Alzheimer's. She's 85, and she looks good, man. Mm-hmm. Even you know, if she gets Alzheimer's, she'll never forget she'll it. She'll never forget. Well, they all said. They'll never forget it. Of course. How do you forget that? Yeah, when they were talking about their experience, I can see it and feel it just like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, just of like course. it was yesterday. There's nothing about their behaviors that suggested to me that they were lying. Yeah. I've, I've watched people before talking and stuff, and you know it's pretty obvious when yeah. someone's lying. But they did not come across as though they were lying. The woman that was, she <clears throat> said, I, "I get goosebumps just talking about it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, which mm-hmm. is it's an interesting experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not alone. No. Yeah, you know, we're definitely not <laughs> no. alone. No. What what they're interested in? Who knows? I think honestly, really, if they're interested in anything here, it's just our evolution. That's it. And the evolution of the planet. I really have a hard time with the idea that they're taking samples from us to make hybrids. Why the fuck would you want? Yeah, I don't know about that one. If you are superior, if you are superior, right? Intellectually, spiritually, all of that business. Maybe not physically, but you don't need to be because you're smarter than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck would you want to mix this heathen heathenistic shitty DNA into your DNA. Into yours, yeah. 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 Humans fuck a lot of things up. I wouldn't mix them into my DNA. Yeah. So I think think it's just more an interest of like, how's it faring? What's going on? It's an interesting planet because there's a lot of different things on this planet. There are. There's a lot of different life forms on this planet. And they say that. It's an interesting place to check out. Yeah, they say that. It's like a big-ass zoo. I think one of the... The things I think is the biggest one 
is that since that bomb went off, mm -hmm. that sent a ripple out into the outskirts, and they realized someone got the matches and they lit the gas. Mm -hmm. We got to come and see what's We're going on here to make sure they don't fucking kill each other to, and annihilate this planet. They probably didn't need to pay too much attention to what was going on here when when we were staying in that more yeah. plant-based diet, low-protein kind of diet. Yeah. And then when we moved to a, a protein-rich diet of eating meat and stuff, which was able to facilitate the growth of bigger brains, which gives you an opportunity to, you know, evolve mentally and um, quickly. Yeah. They were like, okay, maybe we need to pay a little bit closer attention to what's going on yeah. with these this species. They have yeah. the potential to be very destructive. They are, well, I remember you told me about that one, the Roman, mm -hmm. the war, mm -hmm. where it stopped because the attack stopped because there, there was a UFO that came in in mm -hmm. the picture. Yeah. That's like how far back. 15 something. Yeah. People were seeing things and recording them. Yeah. So it's been going on for a long time. It's going to uh, continue to go on for a long time. Barbarians think, down there always fighting. <laughs> what else is new? Yeah. I think. We need to be cognizant of the fact that they have an interest in what we're doing. And I think the interest is purely because we are potentially man. very destructive yeah. to the planet, to everything. We can upset the energetic balance of the universe yeah. with the things that we do. And it's not only us that is at stake. It's, it's everything. It's them. Everything yeah. on this planet is, is at stake when yeah. it comes to our foolishness. Yeah. I, I can see why uh, superior intelligence would be interested in how we're going to fuck this up. Yeah. So and we're on the precipice of our evolution, I believe. Eh, it's almost over. We don't you have know. it in us to last much longer. I don't think. In this state? No. You can't. No. You can't, man. Mm -hmm. You have to move forward or mm -hmm. you can only go back to sticks and stones. Move forward, but you have to move forward in a in a... Intellectual well, in a and a spiritual way, way sure. not exactly. in a physical force yeah. kind of way. You know, there's yeah. a way to evolve with finesse, and then there's a way to try and evolve through brute force alone. Yeah. And brute force alone is archaic. Yeah, it is. Military isn't going to work, man. No. You know, it's no. just not, it's not the way to go. It'll be the thing that kills us all. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Be, I'll be dead by then. It's true. It's a true story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I think that's an awesome encounters these people had. It's, yeah. it's real. It, Their it's, lives were changed for it. And, yeah. you know, it probably gave them a deeper understanding of what the universe is really about and their place in it. You look up the sky with a different perception now. A different perspective, really. Well, Jane she, Green, didn't she say that? She was one of the people that said, ah, oh, there's no such thing. And yeah, she didn't believe. It totally changed her view on yeah. life. Like, it changed their whole life of perspective. Of course it would. It would change everybody. Sure it would. So, you know, so, that is the Berkshire UFO incident from September 1st, 1969. Yes. If you're interested in reading more about it, there's not a shit ton online. I there think isn't. some people have done some books of their own and things like that and done yeah. interviews on podcasts and stuff, but I didn't go searching that stuff out because I, I find that sometimes you start looking and then the story... It gets diluted. It gets diluted, but yeah. sometimes it evolves. Instead of just telling the story yeah. as the story was, they start trying to fit it. Gets embellished. Yeah, they start to try to fit it into something. Yeah. To make it fit a narrative that they can rationalize, which or make sometimes money you can't. You know? Sometimes, not uh, always. I'm not suggesting that any people, any of those people, have no, done that. No, no. It's just sometimes you have to start with the very basics of the story and then just work from there. So yeah. I think it was a, a scientific expedition on the part of the extraterrestrials to gather information about our evolution. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Want to watch the do the Unsolved Mysteries version on Netflix? Is it's really well done. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. About the incident. It's it's really, really well done. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah check yeah, it out. It's, it's a good watch. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's the story? Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got for now. Mm -hmm. So, have a good day, noon or night. Yep. And we'll see you again in two weeks. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your, your two weeks. It's March, isn't it? Yeah, it's coming into March, man. Holy shit. It's almost Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> It's coming into Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> For a minute, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, it's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few more months. Uh, no. I like Christmas, but no. Yeah, me too. No. Yeah, yeah, I like it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. And we'll see you again in a few. See you in two weeks with a new story. Yeah. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us at the Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe on your listening platforms. If you are on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever, All whatever, them. there's a shit ton of them. Yeah, we're on it. Subscribe to that. You'll get new episodes every two weeks. And if you'd rather watch us, um, you can watch us on YouTube. Yeah. And subscribe on YouTube and you'll get a notification of new videos coming up Absolutely. every two weeks. Yeah. All right. So thank you for joining us. Thank you again to the new subscribers who are subscribing to the channel on YouTube and subscribing on uh, listening platforms. That's awesome. We like to see it. And thank you to those who uh, download and listen to us every two weeks. We appreciate it. Absolutely, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Without you guys. Keeps us going. Yeah. We got nothing. Yeah. There's a couple of buffoons doing nothing for nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate your listenership and your viewership. Yes. Have a good one, everyone. Have a great two weeks. Yeah. See you soon. We'll see you soon. Take care. Good night. Bye. Bye.